Welcome to the Art of Healthcare podcast, where we aim to be as good at the human side of healthcare as we are at the clinical side of healthcare. My name is Chris Desmond. I'm a physiotherapist who's fascinated by how we can better help the person with the problem. Join us as we learn how to connect better, how to show up better, and how to understand our patients and ourselves better. Welcome to the Art of Healthcare show. This is where we have conversations with experts to help us get better at helping the person with the problem. Today, I'm joined by nurse Jackie O'Connor. Jackie's been a nurse for 26 years, a lot of lived experience within the healthcare (laughs) sphere. She's developed uh, healing and mindset modalities uh, over that period of time, which she now shares with healthcare workers and with the aim to empower carers and future carers how to celebrate their body and their mind and uh, help their patients do the same. Welcome, Jackie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. I always like to kick things off, Jackie, just asking why are you interested in the art of healthcare? Why are you interested in the people side? Yeah, I guess I'm a kind of girl that likes to colour right outside the lines. So as soon as, as soon as I heard the sort of art and healthcare, I was like, oh yeah, that sounds like colouring outside the lines. I'm a bit into that. Yeah. And I really believe that what we're doing isn't necessarily working for a large proportion of us. So I'm kind of here to rattle up things a bit and rather than keep doing the same thing, actually change and just see if that does work. Is that a belief that you've had across your nursing career or is that something that you've come to? No, I I was very much just kind of got on with it and and did the skills and did did the mahi, probably got on the hamster wheel a bit and quite often would experienced burnouts and then it wasn't until five years ago where I had my real big Mack truck burnout that I thought the same thing I need to change this isn't working for me so what do I need to do to to thrive and to flourish and and to live my best life so Mm. so yeah that's where it came about for me yeah I mean, I was about to say cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> burn, uh, having a burnout is never cool, yeah. but it's cool yeah. that you've <laughs> that it has kind of flipped the way that you look at things. And someone that I've talked to before said to me, the, the body always whispers before it screams. And it sounded like you maybe had a couple of whispers yeah. that were going on before, yeah. before that Mack track, truck that got you. And since you've kind of since you've had hit that that tipping point or that that pivot point to to use like post COVID language, what have you what have you noticed in your colleagues as well? Like, what are you seeing with that? Because I mean, yeah. you the the burnout that you experienced probably isn't a it's a it's not an isolated one off event that's just happened to one individual. No, no. So I, like you say, the whispers, so I definitely had the taps on the shoulder and then I definitely had the four by four in the back of the head. And then I eventually had the mat track. So I don't, I don't like when the mat truck hit, I thought I was the first and only one. So I don't ever recall kind of ever seen it, but I think because I was behaving like them as well. I was sort of the martyr, but I was on the hamster wheel. I was using busyness and perfectionism and people pleasing so I I just didn't really notice it on the other on the flip side where I kind of had an open mindset and and changed the things that I was doing and 
and invested in myself and looked at tools and started flourishing and thriving, I was kind of looking around going, whoa, is that what I look like? <laughs> but equally, as I was learning and, and um, growing and my energy was, was magnetic and energetic, it was rippling effect off onto my colleagues. So I could see mm. me being the better version of myself, me actually using helpful tools was better for more than just me. It was rippling effect off to my colleagues and then obviously off to the recipients of our care as well. Yeah, I was going to ask that as well. Like it has mm. that, it has that spread out effect to your colleagues. I guess like what have you noticed in, in terms of you, your ability to care for patients the way you were operating pre-burnout mm. compared mm. to the way that you operate now? Mm. Mm. I, well, I mean, in hindsight now, I realise I just wasn't in the right places. So what I was really, I was also experiencing like moral injury and not mm. necessarily that there was, there was anything morally going on within the places I was working. They just didn't fit my values. So for example, I'd be working in a neonatal unit where it's quite task orientated. And in actual fact, what, where my values wanted to be, I wanted to be nurturing and supporting and, and empowering the young, the, the mother. Whereas I had to be, you know, doing regular feeds and checks and cares. And so I was out of, out of alignment with my values and, my, and where I wanted to be. So, so there was that. And so then as I kind of grew and learnt, and, you know, my inner confidence and my self-worth and I really knew who I was, I then placed myself into places where I knew that I was in alignment to all that. So mm. therefore then I did have the energy and therefore because I had the energy and with that energy, you know, I, there were tools of things like boundaries, which I just blows my mind that this doesn't even enter into our training learning that tool and and so then yeah so then I find myself where I actually know that I'm going to thrive and be at my best and and so I don't I don't fall into those old patterns and those old behaviors yeah yeah and I guess it is it is quite easy to slip back into them um, especially if you've been doing something for quite a while you've habituated yourself to to operate a certain way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and so like a couple of big things that are that I'm hearing through there is that you, you needed to think a little bit more about your your values or maybe you already knew them but you needed to you needed to mm. put them into practice. No, like, I didn't even, I didn't even know them. I didn't even know them. Yeah, and I think like that's that's something that's not unusual as mm. As healthcare professionals, like it, it's something that has probably been a little bit more recent for me in terms of figuring mm. out what I value, and, and probably much more so since I became a dad. And mm. actually, both my both my boys spent time in the neonatal intensive care unit. There so you I'm, go, we're in sync. <laughs> I, I do understand the, the task orientation with that. When you when you started to think about the values that you that you operate within. I mean, every if you ask someone why do, why are you in healthcare, they're like because they mm. want to help people. Yeah, yeah, mm. which is a uh, is admirable, but it's yeah. probably not the real <laughs> the real reason. Yeah, um, yeah. Looking to think about expanding your values or, or understanding your values a little bit more. What mm-hmm. what are some tools that you've found helpful to do that? <laughs> 
so one that I love doing and I share with um, my one-on-one clients is is actually think about a movie and a character in a movie that mm. you love and, and what is it that you loved about them. So I've actually just recently redone my values. And and so I sat there and I was like, like, what is the character? And it's for me, it's someone who's who's empowering, who's an advocate, who's authentic, and who's part of a community and who seeks joy. So they're all my values. <laughs> so that, it was it was a super easy activity, you know, to to actually identify them. And 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 bravery, that's the other one. And interestingly, yeah. last year one of my words was was challenge. I, I, I loved being challenged. And I and the reason I looked re-looked at my values was I was hugely challenged last year with COVID. Mm. I was the school nurse in front of the first cluster in New Zealand. Um, and so I kept writing down my my values, challenge, challenge. And so the universe just kept challenging me. And so I thought, I'm going to change, I'm going to change my values. <laughs> so I've changed them to bravery, which is, you know, sort of similar, kind, mm. kind of in line, whereas I feel like the universe can't kind of attack me so much with that. I, I, I'm hoping <laughs> I'd like a little break. And that's what I feel like I really am stepping into, you know, into my bravery. I feel like I'm stepping into, you know, I am being my authentic self and stepping into, into what, I, what I'm worth and my value. So I really, I'm really loving that word. And, it, and when it sort of tingles, you know, it really sort of feels warm and sparkly and glittery, you know, you've nailed your word. So, mm. yeah. But I mean, I use my values, even if someone says, do you want to go to the movies? I like tick through my values. <laughs> okay. And go, yeah, okay. Or, hmm, doesn't really fit with my values. No, I'm all good, thanks. So it's a really lovely boundary setter. And it's a lovely way if you've got employment opportunity to really see, like, to you know, are my values being met? Is this where I'm meant to be? Mm. So great barometer. Yeah, and even to check mm. in with with where you are currently as well is like mm-hmm. here are here are the values that I have, and by the mm-hmm. sounds of it, yours have you've allowed yours to evolve over time, mm-hmm. and which is really really normal as our life circumstances mm-hmm. change. Um, out of curiosity, who was the movie character that epitomised <laughs> the values that you? As Wonder Woman. Was Wonder it? Woman, yeah. yeah, yeah. So empowerment and authenticity, community, joy, bravery, and oh, I've got one more word. I can't think of it. Yeah, mm. Wonder Woman. Mm. Fantastic. And how different are your values now to what they were five years ago? Once when yeah. you started this process, when I started, yeah. So my words, so similar, kind of similar. I still had community and still had joy but I had making a difference, sounds a bit cliche now, and I had challenge. So all, all still in line, but I just feel like mine, I've, I've accelerated them a bit, I've, I've lifted them up, you know, they're sort of a bit more powerful, more, a bit more magnetic to sort of just making a difference. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I want to empower. I want to advocate. That's it, advocate. So I, I'm all about speaking up for the, for the, the quiet people, yeah. Awesome. And I think that's that's health professionals, you know, we've we've tolerated a lack in value for a long time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And do you think like with the with the evolution of your values, do you think mm. that you've caught up to your value? You're you're in the process of catching up to your values, or your values are catching up to you? Or is it a bit of both? Like what goes first? Um 
am I catching up to my catching up to me? Uh, I think we're meeting in the middle, actually. Yeah, I okay. think I feel like I like, literally feel like I'm climbing into them and they're circling, you know, they're cuddling me. So yeah, probably meeting in the middle, really. Cool, cool. Yeah. One of the other big things that you brought up when when you were talking about the changes that have happened is is boundaries. Mm. What do you what do you mean when you say boundaries in in this context? Yeah. Oh gosh, I mean lots of things. I mean, so again, authenticity. You know, actually, do you know what my tanks my tanks emptying? Do you think we could carry this on tomorrow? Would that be okay with you? And you'll get the better version of me. Or another one is even if I want to offload to a friend or, or or my husband or anything like that, have you got the time and space? I've got a little something to offload, so that mm. I'm not just cold calling that and not getting the you know getting a response that triggers me. So I'm actually giving people an opportunity to go, oh, actually, you know what? I do have the time and space, or no, but would tomorrow work, or or would it be better to talk some to someone else? And so the more I talk in this way the more others talk to me in this way so it's again it's a ripple effect Mm. and then equally checking in with the values you know like oh Jackie can you do this Mm. checking in with my energy and my with my inner barometer with my inner knowing actually can I and and putting a boundary up you know I feel like I probably can do that let's just check in again tomorrow and see how my load is so you kind of give yourself a little bit of you know it's not a no but it's it's a maybe or it's a not not now yeah and I think that's a that's something that's reasonably typical of at least the healthcare professionals that I've I've interacted Mm. with is that we we give so much and also and often we give without boundaries mm. that we we kind of, we deplete ourselves and our energy and our mm. ability to kind of do other things in life because we're giving so much in that moment. And again, it's, it's something that we potentially habituate ourselves into through our work roles, but probably also from kind of our backgrounds and where we've come from as well. There's, there's some of that there. So mm-hmm. actually when, when we start to talk about boundaries and we start to think about boundaries, that's a real challenging concept for, for a lot of us. We think mm-hmm. that we're, there's a lot of guilt associated with it mm-hmm. that you, mm-hmm. we feel like we're letting, letting people down. Again, where's a, where's a starting point? for, well, for setting, my, my setting little, a boundary yeah well my mantra is boundaries are for you not against others mm, so cool. boundaries are for you not against others so that helps me with that guilt trip because I'm like actually I'm doing this boundary for me, for me not not against you I'm doing it for me but I'm also doing it for you because you'll get the better version of me so there's that. And that's probably my motivation into working with future carers. So I work with young women from the age of nine years old and empower them with their self-worth, their, their self-belief and their inner confidence. And when you don't require the outside value and validation, I mean, outside value and validation is lovely, but when it's a bonus, when you can actually value and validate yourself, then using your boundaries you've you've got confidence doing it yeah Mm. 
So if we take a kind of a step deeper into ourselves then from mm-hmm. the boundaries and talk a, a little bit about self-worth because, mm-hmm. I mean, self-worth is for, for us is often wrapped up in, in how many people we help or the outcomes that we get out other people or mm. kind of the, the success in doing a particular mm. technique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's not really, that's not really self-worth. That's just no, it's not. stuff that we're no. good at. No, that's actually, that's actually kind of self-esteem. So self, that's, that's sort of outside validation value, like I was talking about, whereas self-worth is that inner knowing, it's that inner barometer, it's that inner cheerleader. And we don't, we very rarely talk about it at homes or at schools. So that's one of my workshops is, is around self-worth. And each time I talk to young people about it, and because I give my my examples, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, for example, you know, I've got big, big curly hair. And so for, for many, many, many years of my life, I tried to make it small and slick and I've desperately wanted a swinging ponytail <laughs> and it wasn't until I was in my as an adult and I was kind of like oh where did that belief come from and and this is, a, this is a really good way you kind of like look into the areas that you reject so I was rejecting my big hair and and actually take some silence you know stillness and quiet time and actually reflect and go where did that belief come from and I realized it had come from as a little girl, you know, I was encouraged to be good and, and to be quiet and to be spoken to when I was spoken to, you know, to be orderly and, and pretty and, and tidy. And so I had just had this belief that I needed to be small and unseen. And so when I realised that that was a limiting belief and it didn't serve me, I just went, I just went like that with my hair. So it's, it's super fun when you kind of go through all those all those areas, you know, your shadow side that you reject and you're kind of like, well, why? Why am I? And then you you actually just simply decide, well, like, that, that story is not serving me. I'm changing the story. Mm. Very powerful. So it's, it's kind of looking at the parts of yourself that you maybe don't like so much or that mm-hmm. you feel ashamed of and, and starting mm-hmm. to investigate them a little bit more deeply. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, sometimes it's like us working – with a client yesterday and she's she's highly intelligent a a woman who's highly intelligent with a university degree you know early early ago so and she she triggers a lot of people and they think she's a know-it-all but in actual fact she's highly intelligent what she's done is she's dumbed herself down so that she can fit in so she's she's rejected a pretty impressive part of her so that she can kind of fit into fit into society. Yeah. And in actual fact, she's just not vibing with her tribe. Yeah. And what like if, if people are trying to fit fit in and are trying mm-hmm. to repress parts of themselves, which mm-hmm. often happens working in a system, especially a system where things are task orientated and needed to be mm-hmm. ticked off. Mm-hmm. What happens to us as people? Where do we where do we end up? Yeah, well, I think that's I think that's where you sort of see behaviour, you know, that real kind of gossipy, moany, groany, victim, martyrdom behaviour. Got the t-shirt, done it. So no judgment. <laughs> yeah. So I think yeah, when you when you're vibing in that energy, 
you 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 lower down to it. So mm. you only you know vibe as high as the energy is. So if it's if it's low grade and a bit hummy with gossip and moaning, then then you actually you actually get attracted to that energy. So yeah, personally, I don't like it, and I don't I won't tolerate it, and I won't I won't put myself I actually won't put myself in that situation anymore. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Good boundaries. Yeah, and it's good, and I have a cool life <laughs> mm. because I I vibe with my tribe, and I choose where I spend my energy, and I choose to spend my energy in high vibing spaces. I mean, what would you what would you say to people who kind of counter that a little bit with, look, this is the way that it's set up. This is it is what it is here. I've mm-hmm. got responsibilities that mm-hmm. I need to fulfill. Mm-hmm. I need, I need to be here. I need to stay here. What would your, yeah. what would you say to someone who, who comes back with that? I'd be like, why do, you, why do you need to stay here? Why do you need to tolerate this? That's what I'd say. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I would get back. Well, who, who would be the bedside nurse? And I'd be like, well, we won't have any. And then the system will change. So if we keep, if we keep feeding the system, if we keep enabling it then it won't change but I mean you look at COVID look how how many things happened overnight you know homeless people were in beds you know like there was just amazing stories of overnight you know our vaccine you know within yeah like but but all, all we've done is we've allowed we've enabled this behavior and so it continues I think there's there's often kind of the there's a short term hurt with change, kind of stepping mm-hmm. into that uncertainty mm-hmm. around change, especially for us, is that we know we know what we're in for when we're when we're kind of working working a certain way, and we kind of mm-hmm. we, we tell it to to ourselves, ah, oh, it's not that it's not that bad. It's oh, I'll put up with it, and and often yeah. the, the changes that we that you talked about in terms of kind of dropping down your energy levels that they're a little bit insidious they happen over time Mm. and you don't notice them like those whispers and the Mm. the what two before in the back of the head as well (laughs) um that they 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 creep up on us up on us slowly Mm. and so with because of that we we put up with we put up with things it's like the Mm. kind of the, the frog in the the pot of water that you gently heat up i found out the other day that that is that's not true like if you turn the oh. heat up, the frog's just going to jump out. Jump out. Yeah. Doom. Yeah, yeah. boom. Smart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whereas it, actually if you toss it into a pot of boiling water, then it's stuffed. But the analogy is kind of still makes still makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah I, I hear, but I also, also believe that we've got a lot of societal conditioning and societal mm. norms that, that we could change. Like like why, why do we have to work 40 hours a week? You know, why... why why don't we work less, <laughs> you know? And so more of us work, but we work less. So there's lots of things that we've got, embed, you know, beliefs embedded in us that I actually think if we, a lot more of us sat with them and, and sort of actually thought where they come from and how they're serving us, then, then you know, you, you, look at, you look now, even particularly since COVID, you know, People are getting employed to do a job, 
they're not getting employed to work Monday to Friday, nine to five. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get the job done, we'll pay you. So it is happening. It is happening. There are changes and and there's lots of little solutions too in healthcare that I think could make just the little things make such a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I com- I completely agree with you, and I'm playing mm. devil's advocate a little bit because yeah, I've been yeah. sitting with a lot of these questions yeah. um, over the I last few it. years. I love and, being and, challenged. Don't and these are it. and these are the responses that I've been giving myself in my head as well. So it's nice yeah. to hear some external yeah. validation from someone else. Yeah, oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Jackie, I want to ask, what should we do tomorrow? Then, mm-hmm. so yeah. wh- how can we how can we start to one, deliver healthcare a little bit more mm-hmm. authentically, but but yeah. be true to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've got a great answer for that. I think it's great. So our, our youth are in mental crisis. So, I mean, we're the highest suicidal rate in the OCD in New Zealand is, so it's nothing to be proud of. Um, and I believe that what we're offering is not working. <laughs> Clearly, but I also believe that their frontline staff, so the, the people that are educating them, the people that are caring for them, and, and as well as their parents, are all not looking after themselves as well. So, you know, there's all this self-care bandering around, but it's more than self-care. It's actually, you know, investing in our wellness, but all of us, not just like, oh, my kid's going through this, I'm going to send them here. It's actually like, you know, you're a barometer of what they're going through you're you're the energy that they're spending time with so let's all invest in our wellness so that we can all benefit do you know what I mean like it's kind of like rather than saying that's what they're going through I'll, I'll I'll support them actually you know the only thing that you can do is 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 you so if we all did us if we all invested in ourselves then we would see a real rise in wellness so that's, that's definitely something. I also think we need to have absolutely desperately, like I'm begging, like I've written to the government, that we need support at the top of the cliff. So where the fence is, so not down at the ambulance at the bottom. And then when the ambulance, the warrant fitness has run out and it's tired and it's rusty. and um, People keep landing months, on it. Yeah, three months wait to, before it it comes and in some services so so actually I really truly believe we need to get get some people hammering the fence in real tight and and that's the sort of stuff I love that's the sort of stuff Mm. I I do with my workshops and with my one-on-ones so it's it's actually yeah looking at how we can stay well rather than how we recover from an illness yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm 100% on board with that and I think that yeah. might be a conversation for a for a different day we'll have to get yeah. you back to talk around yeah. around that stuff because yeah. I love the I love the fence at the top of the cliff and now yeah, as so, yeah to- I love kind of like looking at root cause rather than being dating yeah 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 um, Jackie, if people are if people have been loving what they've been listening to today or watching yeah. and, and want to find out more about you or, yeah. or connect with you what's the best way for them to do that mm-hmm. So I'm heartplace.co.nz and on social media, I'm heartplace with Nurse Jackie. So J-A-C-Q-U-I, not to get mixed up with the other Nurse Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm on LinkedIn as well, actually under Nurse Jackie too. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Oh, and I'll put some links to that in the notes for the yeah. show. But Jackie, thanks so much for for joining me today to, to have this conversation. It's been awesome. Ah, you're welcome. Thanks, Chris. That is a wrap. Thanks everyone for tuning into the show. If you've enjoyed it, then make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any of the weekly episodes. If you want to support the show, the best thing you can do is to share this out with a mate that you reckon might enjoy it. And if you want to enhance your skills in this area even more, then watch out for the Art of Healthcare community coming in August 2021. It's a truly interdisciplinary space for us to upskill our art. If you want a sneak peek, for more info, head over to artofhealthcare.mn.co. That's artofhealthcare.mn.co. And a couple of quick thank yous. First of all, thank you to my brother Jeremy Desmond for the amazing theme music. And thank you to you guys for joining me as we look to improve our art.